And hello, everyone. Welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We have an exciting program prepared for you today as we're going to be talking about prophetic space travel. So stay tuned for today's program and get your Bibles ready and follow along with us. Those of you following us live on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and families. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones, my co-host, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the opportunity to study space travel. I mean, wow, what a time period we live in. And Lord, I look forward to seeing real travel as we get to heaven one day and see you face to face. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for blessing on all those who are tuned in. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into a two people set you free. Big Baptista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. We're talking about prophetic space travel. So again, we're going to encourage you to follow along with us as we open with the book of Acts chapter one. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother, as always, great to be on. Thank you. Man, what a great week we have had, Nathan. A lot of things going on, but yet a very exciting uh, week. Nathan, also, before we jump right in, you know, I forgot this on our last program, but can you talk to our audience a little bit about the ministry, what what, what uh, we're involved in, and how they can get a hold of us? Oh, absolutely. Uh, both Vic and I are evangelists at Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in quite a number of different ways, primarily through our television show, Christ in Prophecy. Now it's 18th season, and that's aired on all the major networks. And uh, me as the internet evangelist, I am on uh, ChristinProphecy.org. That's my platform to the three, wow, I think we're getting close to four billion people now accessible over the internet. I mean, that just blows my mind. So what a time period we live in. Check us out, ChristinProphecy.org. We have so many videos and articles and newsletters and social media that you can sign up for. We want to help you get excited about Jesus' return and grow in your relationship with him. Ooh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Again, wonderful resources for those of you that are tuned into our program. Take advantage of those, especially those of you that want to learn more about Bible prophecy. This is our 10th year, Nathan and I, uh, doing these programs together. and We're excited uh, to uh, continue to do so for every one of you. So take advantage of these resources. And Nathan, talking about new resources, you have been part of the daily uh, pro uh, prophetic perspectives. Can you talk to us about that in some of your latest programs there? Well, our television program comes out once a week, so 52 times a year, and when we film them, they tend to be um, maybe a month, sometimes two months before the editing process, and they get air dates and stuff like that. Well, the size of the end times have been coming so prolific, as we all know, that by the time our TV shows are aired, they tend to be now past what's going on, and that wasn't a problem in the past, but boy, it is now. So... To add to our television show, Christ and Prophecy, and add to this blog, or excuse me, this uh, podcast that Vic and I do every week, The Truth Will Set You Free, we've been doing daily, about four times a week, videos called Prophetic Perspectives. They're short, maybe about three to five minutes, and we address a current event this day and look at it from a biblical perspective point of view. You can find them on our YouTube channel at Christ and Prophecy. We also post them to our Facebook group and uh, page, as well as Instagram. And you can also find on our website, ChristinProphecy.org. Mm, exciting. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, so yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening uh, every week, Nathan. We're bombarded with uh, new events that are taking place in the news. One of the latest things, Nathan, is 
uh, this um, craziness that's happening with our racial tensions in our country. I'm sure you've been following along. What are your thoughts behind this? Well, Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24. He said that in the end times it'd be nation against nation. If you go in the Greek, it's ethnos versus ethnos. I mean, what is a nation, right? Other than the United States and a few others, uh, most nations are comprised of a particular ethnic group. But in the United States, we, we are proud of the fact that we are a melting pot. Well, it's not been a melting pot lately, at least if the leftists have their way of saying it. They, they get power by baiting race against race, ethnos against ethnos. And we're seeing that today. Obviously, the, the death of George Floyd was very tragic. It was wrong. And the, uh, the police officer involved in it is not an example of all police officers. He's an exception. And having everybody go berserk against white people and cops is racist. And uh, I know I can be condemned for saying that, but it is. That's the truth. And so we need to turn to the Bible, I believe, Jesus has the answer to racism. I was just talking today with Don Perkins. He's an African-American evangelist, good friend of our ministry, good friends of, of us here at Lamb and Lion. And he says, hey, if you want to cure to racism, then you need to give your life to Jesus Christ because Jesus taught us two major things. One, he forgave us, so we should forgive others, mm. and we show compassion and love to other people. If we had forgiveness and compassion back in the United States, that would be the cure to racism, Don says, and I agree. Yes, Nathan, oh, wow, that, well, well said. And, and you, myself, and um, Brian Thomas, we're going to be touching on that uh, on next week's program. So we want to encourage those that are tuning into this program to stay tuned to next week's program. And yeah, Nathan, I agree with you. We really have to pray for a country that God will give people wisdom. I've been serving with the uh, police department as a chaplain for many years. We see what these individuals go through. And sometimes... Um, you know, we forget. We forget the blessing that we have in this country. And yeah, you're right. You know, there are people out there that do wrong things, but we should not categorize everybody in the same category. At the end of the day, it's sin. And Jesus Christ really is the, the cure uh, for sin. So I'm in agreement with you. It's, it's tragic. We're seeing one disaster after another, after another, after another. And the Lord said that's what would happen in the end times. Yes. They, these signs of the times would increase in frequency and intensity the closer his return. Uh, we know that America plays no large part in the end times, so its power has to wane. But brother, it is just soul hurting to watch it. You know, yesterday I saw a video of a mob attack a store owner who was just trying to protect, protect his store. And they beat him to death. And then they robbed him. They went through his pockets. And then they ran off and got away with it. And the guy was there all broken and bloody. And and I, I couldn't allow... Someone tried to post that to our Facebook group. And I just had to decline that one. Because it was just seeing the, the spirit of anarchy being released in the United States. All in the name of a good cause. And yes, obviously, uh, dealing with racism is a good cause. But it's been hijacked by... By evil people, a spirit of anarchy, which we yes. know the, the man of lawlessness is another name for the Antichrist. He will come in a time of lawlessness, promising peace, but instead will bring war to the world. And we're just getting a foretaste of that. I, I think the Lord is using all these disasters, the COVID, and the economic disasters, and now the joblessness, the race riots, the natural disasters. We're moving into hurricane season. God bless you guys there in Florida. <laughs> But the Lord is, is, is trying to wake the world up and say, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. Are you ready? 
And uh, so far, I haven't even seen the church wake up to that yet. Mm. Nathan, that's a very good point. People don't understand. There's a bigger picture here. This is paving the way to what the Bible talks about, this one world leader that is going to come in the scene. And we believe that he's going to come in a time of chaos. And we believe one of the greatest events, once the rapture takes place, then he's going to be uh, ready to step in uh, and supposedly hail himself uh, as, the, as the world leader. So I am in agreement with you. And that's why... We want to educate the church today into what the Bible has to say about uh, all these different events. So I want to thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. And on the flip side, Nathan, we also did have an exciting historic week here as uh, after nine years or so, uh, we are back in space. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, man, did you watch that while it was live when the uh, SpaceX rocket took off? I sure did. It was it was it was so uh, my heart was thumping. I was watching it live with my wife because you know how these things go. But it was very exciting. Yeah, you know, SpaceX hasn't had a very good history over the last few years. (laughs) Their rockets kept tending to blow up. And obviously there's a learning curve. I've been to Johnson Space Center and I saw the SpaceX Right alongside of Mission Control with NASA, they have a room there with all the desks and equipment and labels for each desk. And it was, it was neat to see that. Uh, I wasn't there, obviously, for the launch. I came out of Florida. But, uh, you know, I've been down in Houston to see that. And people might not know this, but when I, my first year of college was space science. I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh, wow. I really wasn't, no, I, it was true. It's, I wasn't keen on the military. I thought I'd go the science route. And it wasn't long before I realized that the advanced physics and maths were beyond me. I just didn't have the mind for it. And that was really disillusioning at the time. And I had a buddy of mine who did go the Air Force route, and he became a jet fighter pilot. And even he couldn't make the cut to get into NASA and went the IT route instead. And anyway, during our lifetime, we've seen very little happen in the world of space science. I mean, since you and I have been born, we haven't been back to the moon since the early 70s. And then President Obama killed the space program nine years ago just he sees it as a sign of american exceptionalism can't have that so he killed that and it was just heartbreaking to go down to johnson space center and seeing that they were excited about capsules making you know back to the 60s again making capsules and possibly going to a meteor and i was like what that doesn't inspire people Uh, even the sci-fi of today uh, the new star trek series are so woke they don't inspire any any look to the stars anymore. It's so disappointing. But then to see that SpaceX has got Americans, we don't have to hitch a ride with the Russians anymore and pay $25 million per astronaut. Now we can now go up through a private enterprise, SpaceX, and go up to the space station. Brother, that is, that's been a beacon of hope during the, all these dark weeks. Nathan, what a great point. And this is why we hope that people can pray for America and see what we can do when we come together. I believe that there's a lot of potential in our nation and people, the creative people uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that's why we cannot get distracted, like we were saying, from all this nonsense in the news. We need to rise up and make a difference in these times. And we're very excited for the for the future. You and I always look at the future with a positive perspective in terms of the Lord's coming, of course, and all the wonderful things that are out there. So our programs are about good news in Bible prophecy. And speaking about good news, Nathan, you and I know that eventually, very soon, we believe, we will be blasting off as well, but it won't just be into outer space, but it will be past that. And we're going to talk about that as we look at the book of Acts chapter 1, 
verses 9 through 11. Can you take us there, Nathan? Just in case those uh, that are following us don't have the Bible. The very space launch, huh? Okay. Uh, Acts 1, 9 through 11 reads, Now when he, Jesus, had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Oh, you know, Nathan, that, that passage just brought uh, back to uh, my memory last week, a few days ago, when we were watching uh, SpaceX go up and everybody was looking up in the clouds, watching the rocket go up. And yet the Bible says Jesus went up, right, Nathan? <laughs> and likewise, he will return. And that's so encouraging. I'm yeah, very disappointed. I never got to pursue space science and, and go into outer space. And even though it's been kind of anticlimactic the last few decades and going up to the space stations about all we do now and we send robots to planets we don't send people yet and uh but here we have jesus by his divinity and might descending up to heaven himself and it gives me a hope that when we get our eternal bodies our glorified bodies that maybe we will travel like that too uh, of course when we talk about the heavens we've got the the atmosphere of the earth, that's the first heavens. And we got the second heavens, which is outer space. And then the Bible calls the third heavens, the throne room of God. And we're going to definitely go to the throne room of God. But what about in between, the, the abode of the angels, outer space? Man, I'm hoping the eternal state and our new glorified bodies, we won't need rockets and spaceships and all that. Uh, our bodies will be able to transcend space and time and travel across the... I mean, God made a whole universe. Why? Obviously, for his for his own love and glory, and because uh, he's so creative. But all those blank planets out there, untouched, as far as we know, maybe the Lord has a purpose for that. Maybe we are supposed to uh, go see them and do something with them. I don't know what the Lord's plans are. We can't imagine. The Bible says, uh, but I'm hoping that this universe that God created that we'll get to explore one day. Nathan, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you mentioned that because 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 and 4, I know we're going to head there next. You mentioned uh, something very important, the different levels of heavens. And as excited as people get about outer space, they forget the Bible talks about a different place way better than just stepping out into outer space. And we have individuals in the Bible actually go there as we're going to look now in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 and 4. Can you take us there, Nathan? Absolutely. Oh, oh, excellent. That's a perfect reference. It says, I know a man in Christ uh, who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know, God knows how he was caught up in a paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. This is a great passage because what Paul's saying is here is he met a man who actually went to the throne room of God like like Ezekiel did and like John will later after this story. Some people have been taken up to this third heaven, which is, is God's abode. It's the throne room of God. Nathan, I love that. So when we talk about a blast off, man, this is amazing. And you mentioned something different too. You know, there's different bodies to survive in different atmospheres. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
uh, verses 40 through 50, actually this same Paul the Apostle, uh, he speaks about that just the same way that in order for an astronaut to live in outer space, right now in the International Space Station, they need special suits to be able to breathe out there. Likewise, the Bible says that God has given us uh, uh, different bodies to operate in different spheres. And that's what we're also going to look at in 1 Corinthians 15, 40 through 50, because Nathan, sometimes people don't, don't put the Bible together with many things. And we want them to see that this is nothing new. The Bible actually talks about these different types of situations. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been up to the mountains? I, I'm, you know, you're down there on the coastlands there, but uh, I remember going up to Angel Fire in New Mexico and I'm in a valley with my family, and we're looking around, and, and you could see the mountains all ringing the valley. Well, up a certain way up the mountain, the green disappears, you know, the tree line, and then it gets all uh, stone and snow. It's because the oxygen is so thin up there that nothing can grow, and it, it makes you realize that, that we humans aren't too different than fish in a fishbowl. If we go up too high, there's no oxygen to sustain us. There's no atmosphere to keep the eternal pressures in right. And so we're really stuck on this earth in these terrestrial bodies. Uh, you mentioned 1 Corinthians 15 here. Paul says there are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, and one star different from another star in glory. In other words, hey, we are the terrestrial bodies, so to speak. Our human bodies are tied to this earth. They're limited. We we would die if we left our atmosphere, and that's why astronauts obviously wear spacesuits, and uh, they, those uh, are like little atmospheres that keep them protected. But someday, I look forward to the day when we will get our celestial body, our, our glorified body, a, a body that isn't confined to this world, but can, can travel beyond it, just as the Bible promised. Nathan, I love that. And that is exactly what it is. You know, uh, we, we get excited because we have individuals going to outer space with their spacesuits and they're able to survive there for a certain period of time. Yet the Bible says that you and I, Christians, born again believers, are going to receive bodies that are eternal, celestial, just like Jesus had when he's resurrected and we'll be able to travel through time and space. I believe so. I mean, obviously the Bible doesn't say... Your, your glorified bodies will travel through time and space, but it did say that our bodies will be like uh, the Son of Man's. In other words, Jesus Christ, when Jesus resurrected, our glorified bodies will be like Jesus' body. So we know, for instance, when after Jesus' resurrection, he, he looked like himself. You could recognize him. The scars were still in his hands and the holes in his hands and his feet and his side. Uh, he ate. Uh, you know, He did everything that a human body did, but he did more. He would just show up in a room unexpected and scare the living daylights out of the apostles. Or like we just read earlier, he ascended to heaven. There, there's something more to that body. We know, too, that in our, our sinful fallen bodies that we can't stand before the Father on his throne because his glory is so radiant. Our human bodies would be destroyed if we tried to even looked at God. And so that's why God has hid himself from us for so long and Moses barely got to see his back, and uh, you know we don't know much about that story other than Moses, the only person known that has actually seen the Father and somehow survived. So we know that we have to get these glorified bodies to even be able to stand in the presence of the Father. 
Excellent point. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into the True Close Set e Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry as we're talking about prophetic space travel as we look at the Word of God. So, Nathan, this is very, very exciting. So much of the Bible has to say uh, about uh, outer space, about our celestial destiny, if you will. And the Bible also mentions, Nathan, uh, that there will be a generation that possibly will not even see death that they will be, in a sense, blasting off or raptured uh, uh, into space to be with the Lord. And that's what we read in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. Right, Nathan, can you take us there? Ooh, that's a good one. That's talking about the rapture of the church. Uh, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, raptured, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Ooh, Nathan, uh, that's a one. Uh, I mean, I love that passage because it, re it talks about, again, a group of individuals that might not see death. In other words, they will be taken up out of this atmosphere to be with the Lord. And the Bible says they're going to be alive. And we believe that's us, the church. Absolutely. This is where the Lord comes back to take those who profess their faith in him up to heaven before he pours out his judgments as read in Revelation 6 through 19. And uh, it's like the flood. When God judged the earth, he's going to judge the earth through 21 judgments during a seven-year period called the tribulation. And uh, But... We are promised throughout, say, 1 Thessalonians 1.10 and 5.9 and Revelation 3.10 and other verses that, that Jesus Christ will take Christians off this earth in a way, not in rocket ships, you know, not in UFOs, <laughs> uh, but Jesus ascended to heaven. We will be ascended up to meet him. And now this is in the second coming that comes at the end of the tribulation, but we are brought up to him where he waits for us in the clouds and then he takes us to heaven, kind of like a... Uh, a, a groom takes his bride away, so is the Jesus refers to the church as his bride. And uh, that's an amazing thing. So, yeah, what we saw with SpaceX shooting that rocket up in outer space is how we're going to go up, but minus the rocket. Minus the rocket. <laughs> Nathan, another thing that was impressive was, you know, I thought it was pretty amazing when they were clocking the speed and they were announcing for us as we were watching SpaceX go up and they said it was traveling at about 1,500 miles per hour as it was leaving the atmosphere. Then once it left the atmosphere, then it was traveling at 16,000 miles per hour. And I mean, that is impressive. But Nathan, when I look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 52, can you read that for us? And let's compare that to the rapture. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I, I really was impressed by the speed too. Notice once it, the rocket got out of the atmosphere, how much faster it started going. No atmosphere to slow it down. But it, talk about speed. Let's look at speed here. 1 Corinthians 15. But hold I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So here we've got, and it's really impressive, I think what, from liftoff to outer space as they finally made their course towards the space station was a grand total of like eight minutes. Right, yeah. Here we're talking about meeting Jesus, going to the clouds and going up to heaven and the whole thing happens so fast, it's like a snap. It's a twinkle of an eye. It's a flash. Now, 
that may be how the world sees it. And we who are being raptured, maybe time will seem like it slowed down and, and we'll experience. But maybe it's just we're here one second and, and we're there the next in our glorified bodies. I mean, we don't know, but we know it's certainly faster than a SpaceX rocket ship. Absolutely. And Nathan, and this is why we get so excited, because this is what the Bible promises to the believers. When the rapture takes place, this is going to be the final, most exciting liftoff for the church in all times. It's going to occur so quickly that it's going to be almost in the twinkle of an eye. And Nathan, the good news is that individuals are invited to come along in this journey as they put their trust in Jesus. And this is why we encourage people every week, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, this is the opportunity for you to come to know Christ and get excited in the same way that we are. And Nathan, I know we only have about a minute or two left to the program, but would you be able to share with that person that is tuned into this program right now that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start the relationship even right now? Oh, absolutely. It begins by surrendering your life. Uh, we think we're in control of our lives. And as the world seems to be spinning into chaos, we realize we don't have a lot of control. Government can lock us in our houses and take away our freedoms. We can lose our health. Uh, our lives are, are not in control, but they are if we put it into the, our control into the hands of Jesus Christ. When you surrender your life to him, that's when you really actually start living. The dead is made alive, the Bible compares. And you can know Jesus as your Savior, obviously, by reading the Bible. And begin by praying from your heart, something like, Dear Jesus, please Forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Jesus promises that he will, his Holy Spirit will be revealed to you. He will help you walk through this life. You will grow in your relationship with him. Give up your sins and turn to Jesus. Find a good Christian church, a doctrinally sound to become part of. And uh, you will have that hope of the rapture and eternal life in heaven to see all the universe that Jesus Christ has made. Mm, what a wonderful promise. Hey, hey, maybe you've trusted in Christ right now. Why don't you let us know? Give us a call, 305-992-9537. Send us a text message. We would love to be able to pray for you, send you a Bible, and encourage you so that you can continue to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what gets us excited every week is when we hear back from you or when people post there and they let us know that they're following the Lord or trusting in Christ. That's what it's all about because the Bible says that there's a celebration in heaven every time someone turns and repents uh, and comes to Jesus. So we want to encourage those of you that are part of the program this week. Focus on the things of the Lord. Share Christ because there's a, many lost people out there that are need encouragement. And let's not get caught up in the silliness of uh, the news uh, media that is twisting things around. But keep the focus on the Word of God and what, what the Bible has to say is in store for us. So, Nathan, amazing, amazing program. I um, uh, want to thank you so much for, again, opening up these wonderful scriptures for us and joining me in today's program. It's been a great blessing, man. Boy, we didn't even get to tackle what the prophetic significance possibly of the space station will be. Maybe we can bring that up another time. But uh, uh, thank you, man. I, I really love the this topic you picked because it's, uh, again, it touches my heart because I love outer space. But uh, it gives me hope, too, that someday we will get see all of that outer space out there. So, brother, you brighten my day. Thank you. Uh, praise the Lord. And of course, Nathan, you and I, we always uh, touch on different topics. So maybe we'll do a part two. So I'm excited as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and for the rest of you that have been part of the program, we thank you for our, again joining us. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May his face shine upon you. And again, if you're in need of prayer, get a hold of us. 305-992-9537. We would love to pray with you or answer any questions that you may have. Have a wonderful week. Keep your eyes up. The Lord is coming very, very.